Let's get to our next guest on FT Live. Riley Green from the Detroit Tigers is ready to roll. Riley, great to have you on for the first time here, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Really good. We had your boy uh, Torque on during spring training. It was actually one of our first guests ever on the show before it like went viral. You were his roommate in spring training, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, it was uh, it was me, Torque, and Parker Meadows in the same house. How was that? Oh, it was it was like a it was almost like a frat house. I feel like there was just like <laughs> there was always stuff going on, people coming over, and it was just like it's like man, I just want to go to bed. I got to wake up at at five o'clock for for a spring game. So yeah. And so good video game action going on there, I think, right? Isn't Torque um, a big gamer? Uh a little bit. He'll um, he'll hop on a lot. Parker Meadows is a huge gamer though. Huge gamer. Who who made it a frat house? Like who would be the most fratty of the three of you? Oh, definitely Torque. Definitely Torque. <laughs> he uh, he'd be inviting over everyone, so wait, whoa, 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 wait. You're from Oviedo. So did you guys live in Oviedo and you had like all the Oviedo, you know, crew coming over. You have UCF right there. I mean, it's not that far from Oviedo to Lakeland. You guys could have just stayed, you know, in a, you know, Riley might have had a place in Oviedo. How far away? Because we're, you it's know, an hour this, this maybe to Lakeland. Show. People maybe no an idea. hour. I mean, Oviedo is just where UCF is, which right. is not far from here. You know, you jump on the 408 and the 427, you know, and I4, and boom, you're right there. I mean, Riley, you know, Riley could have had some of those UCF co-eds from back in the day <laughs> over at Haggerty coming over. Yeah, I mean, I told him, I told him all to stay in Oviedo. So I was like, <laughs> I was like no, it's, it's work time. So okay, that's smart. That's smart. Do you remember when we met a long time ago? Do you remember meeting me? You should. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Let's go. Crap. That's Crap it's like, hell no. So we actually met one time. You were still at Haggerty, and you were playing. I think at Trinity Prep. Trinity Prep. And, okay, just, yeah. and a scout buddy of mine was like, hey, I want you to meet this kid. And my son was playing middle school baseball. So I think he was in sixth grade. And you guys were playing after our game was over. And they introduced – it was a, I mean, obviously you were in high school. You were like, who's this? Riley douche? missed most of your career. He's like, who's this douche? Yeah, he had no <laughs> idea. It was fine. <laughs> Riley was born in 2000. Yeah, I know. So yeah. – I'm just saying, we, we have yeah, a high school four years ago. Like, AJ, I'm, you didn't. I'm kidding. I'm just making AJ feel old. <laughs> you didn't make a blip on his radar, Riley. Right? He was him. good. He was game prep. He had yeah. a big game against Trinidad the Preppers, and he was ready to go. Yeah, that felt, that felt like forever ago. So. See? That was four years. I know, and it feels like it's been like 20. <laughs> been through a lot. He, he grinded it through the minor leagues, Kratz, for all those years. Oh, yeah, for – for, for the one and a half seasons that he didn't spend at the alt site? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You were at the alt site, dude. At what age? Were you 19? Um, 19, 20, I think. Wow. I was, I was, I turned 20 at the alt site. Okay. Wait, where Happy was the birthday. Tigers alt site? Uh, Toledo. Triple oh, okay. A. I was going to say, oh. dude, he's living the life. It's in Lakeland. If they had their alt site in Lakeland, yeah, he lives... I know, but I'm like, man, this dude's living the minor league dream. He's living at home. Yeah, right near you know? home. Gosh, he's my, just been blessed. Hey, my, my thing on that for a sec is some front offices, GMs, right, will say, oh, well, you know, we had a lost year for our prospect, right, which definitely was the case with some. Could you make the case that it was just as, if not more helpful for you to actually be swinging around with major leaguers at a time when you wouldn't have otherwise? 
Yeah. So I always, I always tell people um, that the alt site was probably the best thing for my career. Um, I learned so many different things there just from being the guys that have been in the big leagues. They've been in the big leagues for a while, you know, just picking brains, you know, learning different things, learning how to develop a routine. Cause I feel like, I feel like in our profession, like a routine is one of the big things that you need. And going into that, I had no clue of a routine. I would just, I just go into the cage. I would hit, just take whatever 30, 40 swings without any meaning. And then just go into the game. And, um, I mean, without that, I feel like, I feel like I wouldn't be as smart or, you know, as good of a hitter as, as, as if I didn't, if I didn't go. Who was that guy for you? Was it a coach? Was it a player? Um, it was a bunch of different guys. Um, Jake Rogers. Now he was, um, he was there, you know, he's, he's awesome. He's one of my favorite guys. And, you know, he would just, he would just kind of tell us just different things about the big leagues and stuff like that. Um, Jeff Branson, he was our, he was our hitting coordinator still is. Um, Yeah. Brano. Yeah. He, um, I mean, I mean, such a smart guy, such a really good dude. And, you know, he was my guy to go to when I needed things and he, he kind of still is. So what did they teach you? Just, Give me, besides having a better routine, but what was the, what were some of the things they taught you that you would tell other people or tell kids still at Haggerty? Just, uh, just kind of what to expect. You know, you kind of, you come into, you come into a season in the big leagues. Like last year for me, I came in and I had no clue what to expect. Like I was, I was asking so many questions, things like that. And I feel like being in, being at the alt site, like those guys, would just say things without even knowing what they're saying, like about what's happening here. Like, you know, getting on a plane, whatever. Like I didn't, I didn't even know that we flew private. I was like, Oh, like, are we going to have to go to the airport and, you know, check in every single time? Like I, I, I had no clue. So just, just learning all those different things really, really helped me. Hey, um, are you superstitious? Cause I know, what was it last year or the year before, you had that two homer game. Was that in the minors? And then you slept with your bat. No, I was. Gosh, I was down bad. Um, I was. I was kind of going through it a little bit, and I needed to switch something up. And I brought my bat home, and you know, just you know, laid it next to my bed. And for some reason, I don't know why I did it, but I did it. And then the next day, like I. I came in, got a couple of hits, I think hit a homer. And then like for the rest of the week, I had a really, really good week. That's the only time I've, I've ever slept with my bat. But, you know, I feel like I feel like we'll do things when we're we're kind of down bad just to get things rolling. So would you do it again? Would you sleep with your bat again? To get I would definitely box? do it again. I would definitely do it again if it came down to it. Um, but I really hope it doesn't come down to it. But it, it probably will. It's baseball. But um, you never know. <laughs> We have a uh, superstitious specialist sitting right next to yeah, you. Yeah, so listen, do your other bats get jealous of the one you took home? <laughs> because there's other times if you break that bat, the other one's mad at you. And oh. then we, Doug Minkiewicz, rightly before his time, Scott and Eric know who he is, old guy like me. He used to take his bats home if, they, if he wasn't getting hits. He put them in the corner of his apartment. Like put him in timeout? Yeah, he put him in the corner and be what like, you it? guys get better if you want to get out of the corner. <laughs> I don't know that he ever slept with the bats. But he would bring them home and put them in the corner. I never did that. So I like that. 
I like that idea. That's smart. Hey, whatever it takes. Listen, Riley, whatever it takes to get hits and hit homers, you do whatever you got to do. We we uh, we had a thing in Double A where we would, if we weren't hitting well as a team, we would take all the bats, put them in a big circle in the clubhouse, and then we would um, put a banana in the middle of all of them. And for some reason, the next day we would come out and score like ten runs. So for some reason, it would always work, and we just kept doing it every single day. That's some voodoo shit. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> Joe Boo stuff right there. Did you eat the banana? Uh, no. No, it was uh, it was usually like an old banana. I don't know. The old bananas work better than the newer ones for some reason. I don't know. That's some major league stuff, dude. Right? They tried this a lot. If he knows old bananas work better than new bananas, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't like a one-time thing they were doing. And in Erie, everybody rakes in Erie. Like, yeah, I think true. you just got to hit in Erie. Very true. That uh, that park's one of my favorite parks to hit in. That's for sure. Not in I'm, April. No, no, not in April. How many no. balls did you hit into that gym in left field in Erie? I hit a few, but there were a few where I kind of, I kind of just poked it, and you know, since it's so, it's so short there that it just, it would just sneak over every time. How about that ballpark that is your home ballpark right now in April or in cold months, especially for left-handed hitters? Do you think they should try and maybe move fences in for the lefties? I mean. I mean, we did a little bit. We moved it in like seven or ten feet or something like that. Um, but I mean, I love I love our ballpark. Um, you know, if you if you stay out of the right center gap, you're good, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like it flies pretty well to right field and left field. Just like the right center and center doesn't really fly that much. All right. So in your first at bat yesterday, you were two ninety nine. You got that knock. They didn't call you out at second base. He tagged you on the foot. They didn't replay it. I think you were out, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> did, you look, did you look up at the scoreboard and go, yeah, read something? <laughs> no, I mean, I try, I try not to look at all the, all the stats and stuff during the game because another superstition of mine is whenever I look up at the board and if I – for some reason, look at my average, look at my OPS for something. My next at bat, I always get out. Always. It's, it's, it's something super weird, but I, I, I never look at the board. Besides, like, the outs and the, and the score of the game. Riley, two, two things about this. One thing about the scoreboard in Detroit. They used to always put the most obscure stats for the visiting team. Do they still do that? Because it used to say – Brzezinski is 0 for 57 on Tuesdays when the grass is wet. Just so you would look up there and you would see it, and you're like, damn, I suck on those days when the grass is wet. They'd always be like the most obscure stat. And then you don't know how good you have it at Comerica Park, okay? Because mm -hmm. I played in it. When you, when you go to take BP today, I want you to look at the field. Now, where the bullpen fence is, that was not there. So the, the, the flagpole is in center field. You had to hit it over the back of the bullpens, Okay. And in right field, they move that in, and where the new section of seats is, those were where the bullpens were. So you don't have any. We used to love going there because we could pitch, and we could had we had Tory Hunter in center field. We're like, go ahead, hit as far as you want. Tory just <laughs> <laughs> catch everything. So just just think about remember how good you have it at Comerica Park. Yeah, I, I'm definitely glad the fences are in because, gosh, that'd be that'd be a problem trying to hit it out there. That's for sure. The one person it didn't affect even during that time period, or I mean, there were some, but 
Miggy Cabrera has had an incredible career. We're almost at the end. I feel like, you know, it hasn't been talked about a lot this year. You know, last year it felt like there was a lot of attention for Miggy too. And he had the honorary um, spot at the all-star game. So you get to live it and be around him knowing that the time is limited, right? He's going to retire after this season. What's it been like? And do you try and almost like force yourself not to, to, be less shy and spend some extra time with him and be around him just knowing that there's not going to be a next year. Yeah. I mean, Miggy's awesome. Um, you know, when I, when I first got up here, you know, he kind of, kind of welcomed me in with open arms, you know, always talking to me, always, always just saying things about the game, just, you know, like, Hey, like this guy's got a good, whatever curveball, see it up kind of things like that. But, uh, what impresses me the most is just watching his BP routine. You know, he, we actually picked up his, um, his BP path the other day and, um, there are no marks below the barrel or above the barrel. So the little, so the little barrel spot, it's literally thousands of balls were hit there and there are no marks below it or above it, which I thought was insane. So it's just, it just shows like his attention to detail, you know, making sure he hits the barrel every time. And that made me think like, like that's why he's, you know, such a good hitter because his attention to detail in the cage, his routine is always the same. It's always spot on. He rarely ever rolls over a ball in BP. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. So I think it's, I think it's a saying that that's the case with that. But yeah, Miggy's, Miggy's awesome. All the things he does, I think the, the way he goes about his, his day in the game and things like that is awesome to watch. What's the funniest thing he's done since you've been up there? Oh, <laughs> there was a, not talking about myself. I'm not trying to talk about myself, but there was a Riley green bucket hat day. And it was a <laughs> green hat that said like green 31 on it. And, um, Miggy was wearing it in the clubhouse and, uh, they had a camera on him. And um, he was wearing it and he was like, yeah, like I want to go on the lake after, after we win today. And it was a whole thing. It's, it's like, it's all over social media and things like that. But I thought, I thought it was hilarious. I haven't seen that. I got to check. That yeah. Out. I got to look for that. But, yeah. I mean, this bucket hat thing. I and mean, was he like, damn, they didn't make a bucket hat for me. <laughs> I won the triple crown one that's year. True. But they weren't <laughs> as in style when no, that's also true. He was yeah. in his prime. True. You're right. They're kind of coming back right now. Yes, I mean Riley, you, you, I mean you're way younger than all of us at this point. So, bucket hats, yay or nay? Uh, nah, I'm kind of off them. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't really wear them that much. <laughs> well, dude, now I mean, obviously your early career, but like later in career, he could say, "Hey, marketing team, instead of bucket hats, let's do blank." So, what would that be? Like, what should be the marketing promo? you in the future that you think would be cool where you're like i'd actually keep that and wear that or use that regularly i don't know maybe a shirt or something i don't really okay. know I, yeah sure. I sleeveless shades tank top uh definitely sleeveless have to go sleeveless wear it in the gym before we have before we go out to the field <laughs> hey we had torkelson on before and he said well we asked him Who's a better athlete, you or him? What do you think his answer was? I, I mean, I mean, I'm going to say me. 
who who can win in golf? Oh, him, hundred percent. I'm terrible at golf. I show up. I show up for the good vibes and just to hang out. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not the best golfer. That's for sure. Hey, what did you think of Torque um, roasting Jordan Lyles? Like, what what's that whole situation? Can you give us any insight there? We've got two um, catchers on here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much on it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I I didn't really know about it until until like the next day, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't really got much on it, to be honest. But veteran, that's a veteran answer there right there. Go. That's a veteran answer. You know the whole story. I get it. It's cool though. I, no, no, totally. I mean, you're his roommate in spring training. Trust me. He came. He was like, "Hey, did you see what I said?" It's okay. <laughs> it's a good answer, Riley. You've learned. They've taught you well in Detroit. Who's the Who's the coolest guy you've met since you've been up? Is there anybody you were when you first met him? You were like, "Holy shit, that's blank." Not Mickey? AJ. Not me. Clearly not me. Otani. Yeah. Have you spoken to Otani? Uh, I've never spoken to Otani. I want to, but I never have. Um, gosh, who? I don't know. Um, I mean, Detroit runs through some, they bring some pretty cool names out there to the field a lot. But it's Every, different too. I mean, you got to do it on the base pass or I guess. No, but what I'm saying is like even pregame though, yeah, when celebrity. I we used to go into Comerica, they used to have all kinds of cool dudes coming out to throw out like the first pitch. Oh yeah. Really? A lot. Detroit's sneaky like that. There's a, uh, there's really no one on my mind. We have, we had a Michigan football player. I forgot his name. Who came out? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you're not allowed to say guy, that. You're, you're committed to Florida. You're not allowed to say that about Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the guy that I want to come out is actually the country singer Riley Green. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's why I want to come out and meet and you know see him throw a first pitch. Uh, but there you I go. Figured. There's your thing. They could give out guitars, Riley Green guitars, and you both could like put your signature on them, and you could learn to play, and you guys could do a song together. Yeah, I, mean, your... I got I got to shoot him like a DM or something. And be like, hey, can I feature on one of your songs? You know, maybe yeah. possibly feature. I like it. I don't know that. I'm not a country guy. I don't know this guy, but um, is he a big deal? Yeah, he's you an up and comer. You know? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's got a he's got seven figure Instagram following. So yeah, does the other Riley Green have seven figure Instagram? Not yet. I mean, it's country music versus uh, early stage early stage <laughs> baseball career. Okay. okay, Riley, who's the best athlete to come out of Haggerty High School? Is it you, Eflin, Mount Castle, Vaughn Grissom, or Jeff Driscoll? They all went there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Jeff, um, you know, quarterback in the NFL. Um, I mean, I mean, it's tough to beat that. You're running away from guys that are super fast, you know, throwing, throwing dots to people. You know, I, I would definitely say Jeff. Jeff's a great dude too. You know, I watched, I watched him when I was, when I was younger going to, um, going to high school games and stuff like that. And, you know, he was incredible in high school and he was really, really good now too. All right. This is the last one for me. We have a 14, almost 14 year old kid from PG. I'm sure you did the whole travel ball circuit and everything. Did you play PG? You were fifth round. You were fifth overall first. What should we ask this kid who is 13 years old? He can throw 90 miles an hour. He hits the ball 90 miles an hour. What should we, he's 6'2", 180 pounds. What do we need to ask or tell this kid 
from Riley Green, an ex-PG superstar. And his dad played in the NFL. What? To ask him, like, a question? Or tell him, whatever. What do you want to hear from this dude? Well, the question I would want to know is, what are your parents feeding you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then... God, I'd be like, hey man, be careful. Throwing 90 as a 13. I don't even throw 90, I don't even think. And I'm and I'm 22. <laughs> be careful throwing 90 as a 13-year-old, man. It could be free and easy though, maybe for him. I mean, he's That's a man. Uh, he's a man if he's, he's that big. 6'3, 180. We have him coming up soon. So we'll let you know how it goes. So here's here's the deal, um, Riley, as, as we say goodbye here. Um, I, I am a little connected in music. In the off season, because I mean we're almost near the end of the season at this point. Can we bring you back, and we'll bring on Riley, the other Riley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, consider it done. Homework assignment for me, and we'll hit you back like in like November or something, right after the season, and, and we'll bring him in. Perfect. Perfect. I'll we'll be get, there. We'll get that. It. We'll get this Riley Green. I mean, I'm sure he's in Orlando in the off season. He can drive right over. I mean, he's gonna have to cross downtown. Gonna have to slum it over here. I live over by Bay Hill, so you're gonna have to slum it, Riley. No, it's not the high price tag. Go veto, right? And come over. You can sit next to me here, and we can have Riley Green on the screen, and you can ask him whatever you want. Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm in. That's like a that's like a that's like a 40 minute drive for me. So I'm in. Done. Okay, we've got it. Uh, We'll hit you back in a couple months, dude. Enjoy the rest of the season. Um, Stay strong and uh, keep doing your thing out there. Having a great year, man. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you. Thanks, Riley. Riley Green with us um, from the Detroit Tigers on FT Live. Super chill. Great to have him on there for the first time. And, uh, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. 40 minutes away? I mean, it's on the other side of town. Yeah. It's not 40 minutes. more than 25 to 30. Well, Depending depends on, on the time of day, yeah. yeah. But now I have my uh, homework assignment in November. I wrote it Riley down. Green's That's on the, real. By the way, Riley Green, the singer, is on the road with Luke Combs right now. Okay. That's, that per- That's a big deal. Doing. I, I do not know. I have friends that work in that side, um, the country music side. Um, obviously, we know what I'm into. But, um, <laughs> yes. Where's my baseball, by the way? Um, but I will I will work on that. I think AJ stole my baseball. Really? This is the baseball I have? No, that's the Sandlot baseball. I don't want that. That baseball's... That's, if I stole it, then if you were looking when, for this baseball, that's it. That's, that's when AJ's mad. Can I try on your shades or you're wearing them today? Which ones do you want? Shady Rays. Which one? Uh, why, are you, why are your sunglasses in the house? They're supposed to go outside. Why are they in the house? Shady Rays. We have to let everybody know what's good. What's These good? are very, very polarized. Okay. Very yeah. polarized. This is all me. So uh, I want to let everyone know Shady Rays is our spot and uh, independent, which I think is important to talk about here too today. Independent sunglasses company with a world-class product. We, too, are an independent company. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Kratz. Are you nice. Batman? I'm Batman. Kratz, you have Shady Rays. Bring them. What are they, near the deck right now? No, they're outside. That's where you wear sunglasses. I don't bring them to my basement. No, bring them inside. Okay. <laughs> you just Tomorrow. leave them outside sitting on the porch? I don't understand. No, yeah, bring them in. in my car. Uh, well, mm. bring them inside, dude. You're, you should model them off like, like we are. Actually, I don't look as good as you guys do. B- bald dude with the sunglasses. You take, the, you take the hat off. That's fair. Yes. Uh, durable frames, extremely clear optics uh, for outdoor adventures. Yes. We, we don't wear our sunglasses inside except when we're showing you what we're bringing to the table because we don't do the show uh, outside. So everyone, um, 
please check out ShadyRays.com for their best offer of the season. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. It's, it's just for us. You use the code FOUL. F-O-U-L, all caps. They're incredible. And they are not going to have you break the bank. And of course, as I always mention, if you don't love them, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free. There are so many options to check out online if you go to ShadyRays.com. Ryan Helsley, our guy from the St. Louis Cardinals. Ryan, great to have you back on, dude. How you feeling? Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, Feeling good. Uh, I'm actually out on rehab assignment today in uh, Springfield, Missouri. It's my second one. Uh, The first one went pretty good. Um, so now just trying to get the frequency a little more and hopefully the arm holds up well and responds well to the increased uh, intensity. You're feeling pretty good? You hit yeah. 100 miles an hour 19 <laughs> times. I, I told him before, I was like, you know, I threw a live BP like a week ago and a few days before the outing. And I was like, you know, I want to throw about 95 to 97, you know, increase the video a little bit, but not too much. I don't want to make a big jump and then, you know, just – competing and being out there just kind of took over and you know it was coming out really well so I, I think I'll take that did you did you apologize to the guys you were throwing live BP against like that's that's <laughs> demoralizing bro like you want to face live BP against some dude throwing like 89 91 feeling it out the cage is over and you're just coming out here throwing BBs at guys yeah I mean it just it is what it is at this point you know I'm trying trying to get back and then kind of knew what they were signing up for so um but it was good to be out be back out there Hey Ryan, when you threw this live VP, who who caught who caught it? Was it Pogi? Yeah, Pogi caught. Oh, I thought because Pogi's like their bullpen catcher; he's been there forever. I thought he was gonna he would get in there and try to take hacks. That's what I wanted to know. If Pogi <laughs> gets up there and just blew his doors off and just told me, "Yeah, you might be this big strong guy, Pogue, but I just blew your freaking doors off with 105." No, he, he was back there throwing down the signs. Uh, he was calling all the right pitches. We had we had a good tandem going. Do you have a gear, Ryan, where you could actually tell yourself, okay, I'm going to throw 20 pitches at 90 miles an hour or something like that? Or would it feel weird? Obviously, you can, like, soft talk. You know He's what like, I'm saying, though? I'm going to go 80%. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where you're like, I can't help it. I mean, that's happened in spring training with some of the hard throwers where sometimes they're like, he's throwing too hard in his first start. And I'm like, but it's free and easy. I don't even – it might feel weird if you try and tone it down too much. Yeah, definitely it's hard to try to control it, especially when you have your adrenaline going. Uh, in a bullpen, it's a lot easier, but during the game or any type of game setting, it's it's definitely way harder because you're out there competing, you know, and you're not thinking about, uh, you know, how hard you're trying to throw. You're just out there competing and trying to execute. All right, Ryan, so forget your arm and forget how you feel. What are you getting the boys for spread in Springfield? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what are we getting them here? Are we getting, like, uh, steak and lobsters? I mean, what, I mean so, you got you to do it right. This is my second outing here, and the first outing was Sunday, and I got them bacon wrap fillets with some mashed potatoes, asparagus. Uh, they had a salad, some bread, and they had a pasta as well. So I, I think it was pretty good for my first one. Yeah, well, what's solid. It? Now you got to top it for the second one. So what's, yeah, what was what's post game? That's pre game. What was post game? <laughs> no, that was post game. They they covered pre game. Uh, post game this time, I think we're gonna do it's like a local barbecue place it's supposed to be really good i've never had it but everybody that's come through here that's had it said it's really good so i'm excited to try it should should they be eating better these days like what are the conditions because i know you know the minor leaguers have a union now 
So I know there's been things negotiated with that CBA. Like you've been through the minor leagues. Now when you get to take a quick peek, is there better food there right now for them? And not just when a guy who's in the bigs has to come and buy it instead of, you know, the billionaire owners. I know not of the minor league teams, but like MLB was supposed to get more involved here. Yeah. Um, from what I remember when I was in AA, the food wasn't terrible. I mean, when I was here the other day, they had Chipotle for a pregame, which I think is pretty solid. You know, you got all your healthy stuff. You got your meat and stuff, and it's not, like, too fatty before a game or too heavy. So, um, But I know postgame is probably not always the best. Like, they have, like, Domino's sometimes, like just pizza. You know, guys aren't going to recover as well if they're just crushing pizza after a game. But I think it's better than it used to be. I think their budget's a little better. Um Obviously, I haven't seen what a post game actually looks like here, but from what I've heard, it's a little better. And obviously, like you said, they joined the union and stuff like that. So I think it's a little easier than it used to be before. Now, I heard that the players don't pay any clubhouse dues in the minor leagues. The teams pay for all the food, right? So technically, now stick with me on this one, okay? You can start a new trend. You're paying for the Cardinals, the Cardinals don't have to pay their meal now because you're paying for it, not the minor leaguers. Why don't you let the Cardinals pay for the meal and buy the minor leaguers some cool gifts with the cash that you don't spend? That could be good. I mean, yeah, there's like 30 guys. I don't know how, what you can buy 30 guys. It's that cool. You know, you might be spending, I guess, 100 bucks a guy. That's a lot of cash to give away, though. <laughs> oh, come on. Dude, you, <laughs> you could, get, have a big you could get them some, like, AirPods. You could yep. get them. You could get them. Uh, you could get them all kinds of you stuff. Can get you them some like some like like a razor Jordan? or something like a yeah, man. You get Jordans. <laughs> hey, okay. So we used to have we. I I don't know if this is even was even. We used to have a thing with the White Sox where we would have a player of the week or player of the month, and we did it for like two years. And you had to go and buy every if you won, you had to go and buy everybody a gift card somewhere. So it was like everybody got a hundred dollar Best Buy Nordstrom. Wherever we were, it would it'd come in there and just be gift cards in your locker. And you're like, dang. So that's what I'm thinking, Ryan. Let's go. Yeah, like Macy's <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the spread for now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably this, cheaper, but we're trying also, here. Though, no. like, this is his first year of ARB oh, okay. for Ryan. Sometimes we've that's had true. guys on, and it's like they're deep into ARB where they signed a big deal. Like they're, they're, Ryan, 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 is, not, yeah, Ryan I mean, is not like super rich. Yeah, you, got, you, got guys, you got guys on rehab that are making minimum, you know, and it might be their first year on minimum too, and they're expected to spend, you know, $1,500 or $2,000 on spread. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot of money. Dude, the minimum is like seven hundred k now. It's not like it, back when I came up, it was like 50000 okay? Like, let's take our, <laughs> let's slow our roll down here. It's like 700 now. Like, and I always want to ask a closer this because I never, and you've closed games. What's the moment? that hits you when you walk out of the bullpen and they open the gate and you come running out and the adrenaline just goes, <gasps> okay, this is it. Or when you get the ball and the first hitter steps in and then you're like, okay, here we go. Is it when you, cause I always wondered, is it close? Cause you guys come out and you're just, ah, right. So when is that moment that it just hits you? I think for me, it's probably, yeah, when you step onto the field and especially like in St. Louis, you know, they have like the intro and stuff. So that kind of gets you a little extra pumped up. Um, I would say then when you're running in, it hits you the hardest. And then, like, for me, I don't want to be too overly jacked, you know, out there because then it's like you almost have, like, a body high. You know, you can't really feel your body parts, so you're just out there super jacked and adrenaline going all over the place. So I feel like my warm-up is almost the time for me to kind of calm down a little bit and kind of 
be present in the moment almost, you know, and um, not get too ahead of myself, so to speak. All right. I'm sure you saw the TA and Jose Ramirez fight. <laughs> if you're in that situation, either guy, you can choose to be either guy. How do oh, you that's handle tough. it? <laughs> <laughs> so you want to see it from my, both perspectives from me? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know who started it. I don't, I don't know like the backstory if like maybe they just don't like each other and that was their time to hash it out, you know? I mean, I mean, you definitely don't want to be the guy getting knocked out, I feel like, but I mean, you can also, I mean, you, you were fighting, you know, somebody's going to lose, you know, you or the other guy's going to lose and I mean, just took it all in the chin and uh, I, mean, I saw Jose's apology. I mean, I guess uh, I think I think he did the right thing. You know, I don't know if it's bad for the game or good for the game. I mean, I, I've never seen people square up like that. You know, you don't really see that in baseball. Usually, guys just stand around and jaw, and you know, a couple guys hold one or two guys back, and that's about it. So, what if somebody charges the mound? What are you gonna do? Like we had we had Ryan Yarborough on yesterday, and I assume nobody's ever charged the mound on you because you're an absolute monster, but. Are you squaring up? Are you going south ball so you save the moneymaker right here? Or are you going glove throw? Are you kicking a man? Or are you running to center field? Definitely not running to center field. I mean, okay. if somebody – I guess somebody wants it, they're going to get it. You know what I mean? At that point in time, it's a fight, and it's not about the baseball game. Uh, I'm definitely going to defend myself. Um, and it's going to be – you know, for until they get there and separate us, it's going to be going crazy. I like, I like that. It. I like it. Yeah. yeah, he ain't running. No, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Wait, you were like all state and three states in football, weren't you? We talked uh, about this. Yeah, all I played states. football. I was like honorable mention all state basketball and like honorable mention for football and baseball. I didn't get all state for anything. Yeah, I I, I think uh, most people would probably say mm, I'm not going to charge this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> where were you though when when you saw it? Because this was one of those ultra viral moments. And even last time that this happened, really, we look at Bautista and Odor, where it's a real fight, a punch mm -hmm. is landed. The world has changed a ton. Social media amplified. Everybody finds everything out instantly, almost like live, right? So we've had people on where they're like sitting with teammates or Lance Lynn, what was that, yesterday, the day before is on with us. And he's, they knew that he played with him. So his Dodgers teammates were like, dude, you got to come in the clubhouse for a sec. You have to see this. So where were you? I was just sitting in my apartment, I think, and I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw it and I was like, dang, these dudes actually really got after it. I had knocked down drag out fight and, you know, Jose just flung a right one right there and he didn't even really square him up with his fist. It was like a slap almost. He caught him with like the front of his knuckle there and I was like, dang, he must have just hit him just perfectly because he obviously, you know, rung his bell really good. He shell shocked him is what he did. He, yeah, he yeah, literally yeah. shell shocked him. All yeah. right, did you see Aaron? Did you see Aaron Boone the other day? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could you ever see Ollie Mar? Yeah. That cracks me up. I die laughing you, every time I see it on Twitter. I mean, there's so many good memes and gifs and gifs and all that about it. But can you ever see Ollie Marmel running out there and doing that? I don't know. I mean, maybe if he it's fine. If him and C, how about this? If CB did it, if CB Buckner did it, would that Ooh. be the guy that that Ollie would run out there and get? That that'd probably be the one to set him over the top. Yeah, because they just you know have had their beef from last year and in spring training too. So that might be the one that gets him going, and you might see that reaction out of him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Do you get fired up from that if you see? 
Ali get booted from a game? Does that do anything for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, you you're in the no. bullpen. You're 400 feet away in the bullpen, so you're not really feeling the energy, I guess, unless the crowd's getting fired up with them too. Um, I, I don't know. Either way, I don't think it really matters either way. I mean, last year when we had with the Mets, our scuffle, we sprinted in twice and, you know, I had to pitch the next inning, so I was still out of breath from doing that. So I wouldn't uh, – I don't think that stuff really has any effect, honestly. No, that's fair. Hey, Ryan, great catching up with you, dude. Can't wait to see you back up in the bigs. Enjoy the spread. Um, keep throwing a hundo in the minors. We'll see you again, what, next time we talk to you in the bigs. Sounds good, y'all. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you, Ryan. Time to swing for the fences on BetMGM, a new MLB free-to-play game for sweet prizes. Here's how to make it happen. Log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game until September 7th, 2023. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the zone you pick, you will get a single, double, triple home run or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. You can play once per day. Prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.